Yeah, like we're going all the way to Everest to score weed from your Sherpa. Come on, guys. He doesn't live in Everest anymore. He lives in Bel Air. Fuck's a Sherpa. Welcome back to Oh Yeah, Oh Yeah, The Entourage Podcast. I'm your host, comedian writer J.R. Hickey, coming to you live from our studio in San Francisco. We are five episodes in. I am having so much fun recapping the incredible HBO dramedy Entourage with you every Monday morning. If you haven't yet, please go ahead and subscribe and leave us a five-star review. More five-star reviews are just more visibility on the iTunes charts, which gets us more listeners, which hopefully gets us to bring on some bigger guests later on in the show's run. Make sure you follow our social accounts at oh yeah Pod on Instagram and oh yeah Pod on Twitter. I am so excited to welcome my guest on today for episode five of season one, The Script and the Sherpa. He is a writer for postgradproblems.com, and he is the co-host of the very popular parenting podcast, The Dad Gum Podcast. Coming to us all the way from San Antonio, Texas, Crash Davis himself, Mr. Kyle Banduho. Jarrah, I have never been more excited to talk about a couple bros from Queens than I am tonight. Thank you, thank you for having me. And you I'm, are pro- I'm pumped. I, I know how pumped you are because when I told you about this uh, podcast idea, you were like, "I want script in the Sherpa." It was the I first words the, I, I claimed the episode right off the bat. Yeah, yeah, and I, I, I'm so happy to have you. Before we dive in, what I like to do with guests is, is I'd like to talk about their experience with Entourage. How did Entourage come into? Crash Davis's life. Uh, you had to have been in college. Uh, I'd love to hear your story. So I was actually so Entourage started in what 2004. Mm-hmm. So I was in I think I was in like seventh or eighth grade Whoa. in 2004. <laughs> but so every every summer the the first I remember the first time I ever watched Entourage. I don't remember the episode or anything that happened in it. But I was I would go every summer. I have an uncle who lives at NYC. He's cool. He's like a single dude. He's the coolest person in my family. The cool, so, the cool uncle. The cool uncle. Yeah. So I went up. Uh, I went up to visit. I would stay with him for a week. Lives in NYC again, and it was you know it was cool. And the Sunday night I was there, he was like, "We're gonna watch Entourage." Like he he was watching Entourage, <laughs> and I remember watching the show, and like it was full of sex. It was full of just bros being bros. And I was in like I was in like you know I was probably in eighth or ninth grade at that point. It was probably like the second season. I just ate that shit up. <laughs> And then um, I had a buddy. So after that, I was like, "This I need to I need to watch this show." And I had a buddy. Uh, it's probably a year later. Uh, lived down the street from me. He was really into it. He had the first couple seasons on DVD, and so I binged him with him. It was a back in the day binging. With oh yeah, the discs. Oh, the discs and the and, menus. Uh, yeah, and the, so, oh, absolutely. Yeah, I got caught up, and then by the time I went to college in the fall of two thousand nine. I was, it was like when it was on on Sunday, that was, that was appointment view. And I remember watching the series finale with all my roommates at our house in, uh, in 2011. Like I, I, that's one of my distinct memories I still have from college is the season finale, the series finale of Entourage when, uh, drama announces that they, they better get some pussy in France. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't. Don't give away the end of the show. It's spoiler alert for the audience. Spo- oh, are, are we going spoiler? <laughs> no, going- no. We, oh. we, we are com- a complete spoiler-filled Entourage podcast. We hope that most people who are listening have watched the show and are just using this opportunity to, to re-watch it. And really, we found that this 
podcast has those stories of just guys being together and enjoying it together. There's like a camaraderie that came with this show that while this show hasn't aged well, and while it has some really terrible moments, there was just like a a connectivity that, 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 that it had, especially amongst, let's be honest, upper middle class white guys in America, which yeah. is what we both Bro- are. Bros being bros. <laughs> bros being bros. It was honestly probably a weird show to like watch by yourself all the time. Like... <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It, it still is, and I've yeah. been doing oh, it yeah. now for a month, and I'm going to be doing it for probably the next two years. <laughs> this thing continues. Yeah, I uh, I rewatched I, I rewatched uh, this episode last night, and I think my girlfriend watched like the first thirty minutes, <laughs> and she's like, "Okay, I'm gonna go upstairs take a shower." <laughs> or for, first thirty seconds. I was about to say me. thirty minutes. Yeah, usually, that's 30, the whole thing. Yeah. Well, why don't we why don't we dive in? Let's dive into season one, Let's episode five, the script and the Sherpa. Oh, The Script and the Sherpa aired on Sunday, August 15th, 2004. Damn. Do you know what the number one song on the Billboard charts was in the summer of 2004? Whatever it was, it wasn't in this episode, unfortunately. <laughs> that, that, that is 100% sure. So, the number one song on the Billboard charts was Slow Motion by Juvenile. Slow motion for me, slow motion for me, moving slow motion for me. Slow motion for me, slow motion for me, moving slow motion for me. That's the number one song on my personal Billboard chart all the time. <laughs> you just, you're, yeah, you're, it's 14 years aged. <laughs> <laughs> this, yeah, this show hasn't aged well. Slow motion has aged beautifully. Yeah. Like a fine wine, just <laughs> yeah. ju- juven- juvie at his mu- at his highest level. <laughs> oh man, that's peak juvenile. This same evening, Sunday, August fifteenth, the popular singer Rick James, who had just passed away from a heart attack, was buried in his hometown of Buffalo, New York. All right, man, so this is this is post Rick James bitch too. Yeah, this is post post Chappelle shit. Damn, I know, I know. Just a little perspective Ooh. for what was going on in the world on this particular Sunday. What is the five fingers say to the face? <laughs> what? Slap! <laughs> In this episode, the boys are less than pleased that Vince's latest fling Fiona has overstayed the three-day rule that Vince instituted long ago. At the gym, her new age approach to exercise really bothers Johnny Drama. In fact, her vegan lifestyle seems to be bothering everybody in the house. Eric is reintroduced to an old acquaintance, Josh Weinstein, who may have just the script that Vince has been looking for, a story about a guy from Queens. So over lunch with Ari, Eric learns that the producer of Queens Boulevard doesn't like Vince. Meanwhile, Turtle tries to find a way around a weed drought that's currently plaguing Los Angeles, When Fiona overhears Turtle's dilemma, she offers to take the dyes to her Sherpa. The Sherpa happily treats them all to some of his organically grown, pesticide-free herbal supplements and gets a little paranoid when Eric's phone rings. Eric and Vince have dinner with Scott Witt that night, the movie's producer, thanks to Ari. The dinner is not going very well until Vince offers to hook Scott up after admitting to being high during the meeting. The three share a joint in Scott's car when a cop stops by to check on them, but Vince's charm and movie star status saves the day once again. Needless to say, 
Vince has left quite the impression, and he gets the part in the movie. The boys are all pleased when Fiona leaves for an extended trip to India. Now, Kyle, I know I missed a lot there, but those are the pretty much the, the major plot points of the episode. Would you agree? Yeah, and this episode, I think, officially starts like a major theme that this, that this show has over the course of its run that I don't... Is, I mean, we're going to talk about what hasn't aged well in the show, which is... But one of the things is, like, um, women cause Vince problems. Yeah. Or women are the problem. Women are the problem, yeah. I mean, and they they throw Fiona under the bus. I mean, they make her the worst. The worst. And, yeah, and that's a, that's a theme that I don't know if this show is made in 2018. <laughs> I don't know if they've run... Because, I mean, they've run through it uh, with the eventual, like the peak women are the worst with uh sasha the sasha gray season yeah oh boy but um yeah but this is this is kind of a precursor to that that theme that kind of runs through entourage yeah that's and that's a great thing to call out because you know who knows if does it ever evolve some girlfriends do come and go and have a little bit more staying power but ultimately at the end of the day for every episode of this show the boys just want to be boys together yeah, it's, I mean, aside from, I would say, I mean, the e. Sloan, e and Sloan yeah. are probably the most consistent, and they're still on and off, but it's just straight up fling after fling after fling that all the guys are just like, no, we don't we don't like this. <laughs> and if the woman shows, like, an iota of a personality, they're like, she's a bitch, bro. <laughs> it, is, <laughs> it is eye-openingly shocking. Yeah, Let- it, it, it has not aged well. <laughs> Let's talk about some, uh, what, what was your favorite moment from this episode, Kyle? So my favorite moment, um, honestly, all of Val Kilmer. <laughs> and I, I want to talk about Val Kilmer yes, here in a second. Of well, course. But um, if, it, if it one moment, like one peak moment, it is uh, them all smoking at, at Kilmer, who plays the Sherpa at his place, and pulling the gun on Eve oh. when his phone rings. <laughs> Don't touch it! Oh, it's cool. It's cool, Finley. I had forgotten about that when I was rewatching the episode and almost like spit out what I was drinking. Uh, you nailed it on the head. That's my favorite moment as well. There's just the way he screams out like he's being like raided by the feds and then he turns <laughs> to his buddy and he's like, it's cool. It's cool. Go on. Live your life. Uh, I, Pete comedic Val Tilmer. Yeah, do you want to do on your whole... Val Tilmer thing now or do you want to wait to... We get to this favorite celebrity cameo. Which, which... We we can we can go into it now, and we can just call. So this episode of Entourage is unique in in a couple ways that it only features really one celebrity cameo, and that's Val Kilmer. Yeah, well, that's and all that's needed, it, really. Yeah, and it doesn't have any, and it doesn't have any great songs, really. Yeah, which no. is one of the usually weird, we like we, to do we... the favorite song as a category, and that becomes a, a pretty lively discussion. But a show primarily known for its music. There is little music in this episode, which is strange. So it, it basically, the whole sh- the whole episode, the the linchpin of the episode is Vince's relationship, and then the the Val Kilmer cameo, which is just an extended cameo. It's great, and it kind of makes me. I, we talked about this when when we first when I first basically requested the episode is why didn't we have a Val Kilmer Renaissance after this? Because he did this. And then the next year, he did Kiss Kiss Bang Bang with Robert Downey Jr., which he was great at. He a was, fantastic uh, he was movie. Gay, he was Gay Perry. Yep. And, like, I'm just confused on why that didn't roll us into this new phase of Val Kilmer's career where he's not, like, sexy hunk Batman yeah. or from Top Gun, but he's, like, a, a funny, versatile guy. He was in, um, he was in MacGruber. That's right. 
That's <laughs> which, but other than that, there's there we this really didn't roll into anything, and it's great because the, I mean, it was great. <laughs> I, I love Val Kilmer as this like in the air like hippie Sherpa, who also carries a piece and free, and is clearly incredibly paranoid. No, but I I do agree with you that like this should have been parlayed into a funny self aware Val Kilmer run of movies where he's like I'm overweight now I'm old. But I can poke fun at myself and have and, and have some fun with it. Like Russell Crowe, every once in a while, will pop up and do something like this. But yeah, yeah, now, crickets from Kilmer yeah. after like 2007. Yeah, it was yeah, which is which is a bummer because like between this and Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, that's a great run. Absolutely, that's a great that's great back to back. And Kiss Kiss Bang Bang is another like Hollywood actor agent look, and it's a it's a great Downey performance as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We. I mean, we'll we'll save that for the kiss, kiss, bang, bang. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't think I have. I don't think I have the the brain power. <laughs> I want to throw out one other favorite moment. It's it's just a brief one. It's when they're at uh, lunch with Ari and Vince is taking the pictures with the with the fans. Oh yes. And Ari tells E like, so now you got them all excited about the script. I'd like to break that news to them. Okay, I'll do that. Hold on, watch this. Hey Vince, producer of the movie thinks you suck. Now what, Ari? He's just like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> which is which is one of the more the better things about Vince is how sometimes Vince is like, oh, everything's cool, bro. Gets a little tiresome, yep. but that's one of the moments where it's like you really appreciate the guy. Well, and like I think Vince's point of view from the first season of the show is primarily just like if this all falls apart we'll just go back to new york he says it multiple times in the first five episodes like so there's a little bit of like i'm just kind of along for the ride and his friends are really along for the ride so yeah let's move on to least favorite moment from this episode though what's your least favorite moment kyle uh the tantric sex scene yes it was brief yeah but like as soon as i saw them with candles sitting naked i was like I, this is just get rid of this yeah i don't care it was it, it was a little like off like note too like usually they wouldn't i don't know it just it was it was really softly shot and like we're, like, we're supposed to believe that vince is into this like i don't know mm -hmm. it, I'm, I'm we've been in complete agreement for the favorite moment and least favorite moment it was very very forgettable yeah, and the other um the other thing and this is this was by design. You're, this was supposed to be like something you don't enjoy watching, but when E is first reading the script and she comes up to yeah. him about reading scripts and it's just like it's so cringy. Yeah. That's a really cool job. So did you go to school for that? No. I love to read. I read all the Harry Potter books and um I don't know, if you need a second opinion, don't hesitate. But it's so very that's, I mean, it was busy. by yeah, it was by design, yeah. but it was still it was still cringy. Yeah, yeah, but we're all rewarded with some uh, a naked female rear end at the end of it, which I think yeah. is was the solution for every problem in the Entourage universe for yeah. about a decade. Yeah, which which also probably has an age of that. <laughs> um, let's talk about some uh, favorite lines from the episode. Kyle, what was your favorite line? No one ever has one favorite line from these shows. I've yeah. got like three. But what, what well, I will say we get an Ari, we get an Ari all timer. It's one of the ones that when there's an Ari montage or anything like that, that's call me Helen Keller because I'm a fucking miracle worker. Seven o'clock at Mastro's. <laughs> it's an that's an all time. That's like peak Ari. There it is. That's probably one of the first like five Ari lines you think of when you're thinking of Ari. That's right. The other thing, it was pretty early in the episode, uh, the... You guys are both gonna get girlfriends, you're gonna fuck everything up.
<laughs> which is kind of that theme we were talking about yep. earlier. Yep. Did uh, did you have anything else? Yeah, no, I have two. One in Ari line and one from that exact same scene. So we were thinking along the same line. So the Ari line that I liked when they're at the vegan restaurant, uh, when Vince is up taking the photo with the girls, is when Ari and Eric are going back and forth and like kind of sparring and calling each other names. Okay, well this should be pretty fucking easy, don't you think, douchebag? Ari says, No, Eric, it shouldn't, because what you don't know, you little garlic not making motherfucker, is that Wick hates Vince. Just the way he like delivers the syllables on garlic not making motherfucker is just a perfect I mean he's a, he's obviously an all-time character and we can't say it enough on this episode, but it's one of those subtle ones that no one remembers. And Ari loves pulling this, like, he always, this is a the thing, he always loves pulling this information. Like, Ari always brings into, like, the the uh, the other side of Hollywood, yep. like, the, the secrets and stuff, and who likes who, who hates who, whatever. And he basically explains that to Eric, there's nothing that you don't know, that you know that I don't know. Yeah, exactly. It's a, it's a total power move, and I love it. The other honorable mention is right at the very beginning when... Uh, Turtle's complaining about uh, Fiona staying over for too many days. He says, Do you guys not see the problem here? Our Vince said she was staying a couple of nights, right? A couple's two. Except in Utah. Which is just like, <laughs> I mean, as a comedian, that's just like a well-written, just like, ba-dum, ba-dum, ba-dum. Like, it's just a set-up punchline joke and, and move on. So it's, a good, I like it's a good drama but line. It's... I want to throw out, I got one more. All right. Uh, Val Kilmer, uh, right at the end of his run, end of his last scene. Hey, Anybody need some clean urine? That's good. His <laughs> his his whole like stoned rant is very stoner esque and a little bit cliched. But there's a moment in it. And this is another. I'm not doing, doing three lines here. He's like, I mean, the man's most positive positive tip is a negative. He's a mega negative, <laughs> right? <laughs> Fight your quest! <laughs> Man, let them be low. We are getting high. It's it's every like philosophy major you smoked weed yep. with in college. And Val Tilmer is just chewing up the scenery, just loving every minute of wearing these fucking dreads and Oh, he I mean he crushes it. I know. He crushes it. So that I mean that leads us to best celebrity cameo, which we've touched on here like a, a bunch. It's Val Tilmer, right? Hands down. Yeah, it's it's killer. I mean, there are episodes that have a ton, like, you know, probably five or six to choose from. There's, a, there's an episode with Matt Damon and LeBron James. Yep, in the same scene. <laughs> yeah, this is this is not that episode. Yeah. You get Val Kilmer, and you're going to like it, and you do yeah. like it. The massive pull on the water pipe or, like, the bomb is exactly, like, what I came here for. There's, It's just, like, 15 straight seconds of them watching him pull on this pipe in a very <laughs> short show. That is... Economical. <laughs> they basically they basically gave Val the keys and they were like, "You got ten minutes, just run it." Yeah, just just hit 120 miles an hour. So I'm really excited because you actually brought a, a new category to the table. When I when I invite guests on the pod, I ask them if you have any other categories you think of, like please, because honestly, I I don't think I'm creative enough to come up with new categories every week. So I kind of lean back on the the old ones. So you came up with. Worst outfit, which I think is going to be a mainstay here, because this show, in terms of its fashion, really hasn't aged well. Yeah. So let's talk about the worst outfit that you saw in the episode, Kyle. So, I didn't really. I went against. I I, I went against the own category I made up. <laughs> I just wrote down turtle. What turtle wears all episode? <laughs> Everything turtle. But okay, so if I had to pick one specifically, um, when they're 
their outside drama and it's the lunch the lunch meeting. A drama yep. and turtle are outside and turtle's on the phone and he's wearing those like kind of rounded glasses, <laughs> yeah. shades with the backwards flat bill and his oversized polo and yep. jeans, baggy ass jeans oh. tucked into high top shoes. Okay, JR, <laughs> if I if I take my DeLorean back to 2004 and you've just ripped off the first season of this show. And I come back and I like 30 for 30 voice you. I'm like, what if I told you that in 14 years, the guy who's the best looking and doing the best of all these guys <laughs> is Turtle? Yeah, no, it's Dresses incredible. the best, looks the best, is probably the most successful. Yeah. Yeah, he's on. He's, he's still got a job. Yeah. I, I think Kevin Connolly's doing directing, I think. Uh, Jeremy Piven is doing, like, stand-up comedy. Oh, don't even get me like, started on that yeah. one. <laughs> yeah, but, like, Turtle's doing great. Turtle's doing, he, and he, like, I apparently, mean, from all from all appearances, one of the nicest guys in Hollywood. It's funny. I I don't know how I forgot about this. And Like, I met, I met Turtle uh, at the Fat Sal's opening in Austin. That's awesome. And he looked miserably hungover, but he was still, like, nice and took a picture with everyone who was there. I think he had falling out with those guys, which is a bummer. But, yeah, I met him. Wow, that's so cool. Do you have a, do you have a photo we can post to the uh, Oh Yeah Pod Instagram? I do. I do, actually. Right. I, I want to need that photo. Everyone it's check great. out that photo on Instagram. It's great. He looks, he looks miserable. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to go for worst outfit. I'm, I, I, I wrote down the turtle. By the way, those sunglasses were right out of like Mission Impossible too. Like Tom Cruise would have looked cool wearing those sunglasses, but not like yeah, not chubby face. Not Jerry Ferrara. Yeah, yeah. So no. I'm gonna go with E's outfit. After the gym, there's the famous scene with Josh Weinstein where like Josh Weinstein's bare ass walks up to him. Yeah, and... trying to be an asshole or anything, but uh, we know each other. E, you kidding me? Josh Weinstein, try it. Met at the fight. Oh yeah, okay. All right, Josh, do me a favor. A towel or something. Cover up. Not a locker room guy. No problem. Eric proceeds to put on a pair of tan khakis and then a gray polo shirt above oh, them. Oh man! And then just wears that the rest of the episode. It like, was it's, peak pizza boy. It was peak pizza boy. <laughs> it was like like he wore it like to the Sherpas after. I think he wears it at the bar later. It's just it's a really weird, muted, washed out like. Poor person look, for lack of a better word. Yeah, look, it's really strange. He got it all from Aeropostale on the on the clearance rack. A lot of loose fits. Yeah. for these guys. Well, I mean, that like, was just that was back, a sign of the it, times. Yeah, it was a sign of the times for sure. But it was, um, yeah, it's it, that hasn't aged well either. The fa- <laughs> I mean, fashion's almost never going to age well. But damn. So that, that that leads us perfectly into what hasn't aged well in the episode. I'll, I'll go right off the bat. Uh, Shauna insulting Turtle by calling him a midget. You know, and you, give me back those Uggs. I know they're not for him, you fat midget. Shauna, you're going to have to pull them from my cold, dead hands. <laughs> that's probably not going to fly. I completely missed it. Completely In 2018, that. that's probably that's probably not going to fly. When she's she's trying to get the Uggs back yeah. from him, he's like, he's like, I know those weren't for Vince, you fucking midget. <laughs> I think she calls him a fat midget, which is... Yeah. <laughs> which is which is double, double not going to fly. Are we in out on the Shauna character? I love Shauna. I love her too. She's. I love Shauna. I can see how she's think... grading on people, but she's like a good fellas actress. She's, she's there to stay, and she kind of. Oh yeah, she's Ray Liotta's mistress in Goodfellas. Yeah, yeah. She kind of keeps Debbie Mazur. She kind of keeps like all the boys in line and doesn't take any shit. She's a good character, mm. and she's a good. Strong... And she's always got sharp. Like I will, I I probably laugh when she called Turtle a fat midget. Yeah. I but... missed it. I missed that one completely. Yeah, so was, that's your first. Great. Has an age. Well, let me go, and then and then we'll 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 go back and forth. 
um, the drought drying up all the weed in California. How can the whole town be out of weed? Hack said the drought dried up the crops, man. It ain't on me. Peace. <laughs> As a Californian, there are plenty of droughts. There's also plenty of weed. <laughs> I don't yeah, think it's possible I, for the drought. To, I mean, 14 years ago, it was harder to rip marijuana. You needed a medical uh, prescription. Now is not the taste. It is just really funny that they're like, the whole town's dry. Yeah, but for, and for a movie star, yeah, too. for a movie for star. For a guy who can get literally anything yeah, he wants. Exactly. He's Where got is... Shauna delivering him brand new Uggs, yeah. but he can't find, like, he can't find a dime bag. Absolutely. Um, I've got another one, just a word that would not fly in 2018. Turtle calls E a uh, yeah. faggot. Yep, yep, which yep. I, I wrote that one has not aged well either. That is, I mean, that's something you, I mean, you never hear that anymore. It's funny how my ears like perk up. I'm like, I can't believe that was just said and I didn't notice it for 15 fucking years or whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. Again, yeah, we, well, let's just call it what it is. Like, it was an acceptable word to use back then. It isn't anymore. So when you see it, you're kind of like, ooh. Yeah, like, kind of shocked. Anything else? Uh, <laughs> I wrote down Turtles Wardrobe. <laughs> um, and then what we talked about earlier, like the girlfriend being the root of all evil. Like, the, the root of all their problems. And it's not just that episode. If it was just one episode, like, there's always, you know, that's still a thing. Like, yep. new new spouse, new date, you know, that that goes for men and women in, in pop culture. But it's the the continual nature of that's always a problem. Yeah. But you know what? They take it a little... I, I get that it's supposed to be a character that's supposed to be unlikable. But they mm -hmm. almost unnecessarily take, like personal shots at her they're like look he, she's making him do yoga like that's yeah. insulting or, or that like that's yeah. not manly like yoga is so good for you and probably i'd say 90 percent of the general population know at this point that oh yoda is actually really good for you <laughs> like, yeah not... yeah hey vince you gotta hit the weights if you want to put on size man oh vulcan's so 90s johnny it's all about flexibility don't you think um, no, I don't. She she was trying to help him. Yeah, she was trying to help him be more flexible, you know, maybe not pull a pull a muscle on set or something like that. Yeah. 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 I mean, they they go they go very far in uh in making her unlikable. So, continuing on the negativity train, let's move on to the Dom Award for the worst new character introduction. I think there's only one that it can be in this episode. So, I I have two. I mean, obviously Fiona they no, introduce yeah. her. Okay. She's a one. She's a one. Yeah, she's a one track wonder. But she's a one off. J but I think I think the one we're both thinking of is Josh Weinstein. Correct. Yes. Yeah. I who, was thinking of Weinstein the whole time. He's kind of douchey in this episode, but you don't you don't know what he's gonna be. You know, down the road, you don't, you don't know he's gonna suck. Yeah, he's he's bad. a snake. But at the time, I even remember and then watching it, I'm like, I don't want to spend any camera time with this guy, and he is kind of a, not a regular, but he, he pops in and out for the first couple seasons of the show. And I'm just like, I saw him and got PTSD for all the times I'm going to have to see him over and over again. So yeah, it blew my mind when I saw him, but from this, just this episode, cause he does like, he, he comes off, he's kind of, you know, he's douchey. The thing about the, the floor seats, the Lakers game or the Clippers game yeah. or whatever he says. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for playing the angels Tuesday. Got the company box. If you want to roll with Got the gals from the L word coming. Trust me, they're only acting. <laughs> um, like that's douchey, but he also he gives them the script. Uh, he he commends E for convincing Vince to pass on Matterhorn. Yeah. So you don't like he could have if you just watched just that episode and you you know if you were to tell me oh he ends up like kind of like how Scott Kahn's character ends up. Yep. 
like kind of the group, like a stepbrother in the group. Yeah, that, <laughs> like you could have, you know, just by that one episode, you could have believed it. So they don't set him up to to be the like shit snake that he is. <laughs> shit snake, that's but, good. But he is. He, I mean, he's the worst character who gets introduced in this. Oh, absolutely, very punchable face. Like not yes. meant to be liked whatsoever. But I agree. So this actually is a perfect segue into who besides Vincent Chase won this episode. Because as you know, Vincent Chase wins every episode because yes. he's an A-list movie star. I'm going to go first. I actually think that E won this episode. He won this episode because he, he kind of finds the script. Like, you know, Josh mm-hmm. Weinstein confronts him in the locker room, but he, he he's open to it. He brokers the meeting between uh, Scott Wick and Vince. And then he, in, in that moment, he kind of does a better job than Ari does. Like, granted, they're yeah. all high and, like, Vince's charms worked on Wick, but he kind of pulls all the levers and connects all the dots. And really kind of, we talked weekly about how, was he a little bitch this episode or was he pretty pretty good to his friend? And this is one where he's pretty good to his friend. You make a compelling point. I have who won the episode. I, I had two choices. I never picked for anything. Val Kilmer. <laughs> well, of course. Well, of course. Oh shit! Come on. And, I Queen, known that one. and Queen's Boulevard in general. Oh, that's right. It might not have won the episode, but the fact that it's more. This is more of a down the road thing. Yeah. But the fact that it, it becomes. A, it becomes. It's the first. I think like hot script. Like we read about. Yep. Over the course of the series, there's oh, there's this script. There's this movie. You know, they go. They go hunting Medellin forever. Yep. yep. But this is, I would, I would say, at the end of the series, this is probably still considered Vince's like best movie. Yeah, I would think. And um, so, the first mention of Queens Boulevard, I guess, if you're watching it for the first time, if you're watching the series for the first time, it, you probably wouldn't say this wins the episode. But with hindsight, I would say Queens Boulevard wins the episode because Queens Boulevard is, you know, Vince's best movie. Yeah, that we that we saw one scene from. Yeah, and it's also got kind of like an allure to it because you mm-hmm. hear the name, and you're like, oh, I would watch that movie with these guys in it. I mean, you 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 know, when later seasons when it's like Aquaman, you're like, yeah, yeah, Aquaman, he wants to do a su- superhero movie. Like, who wouldn't? So there's there's a l- certain mystique to it, too. I, I totally agree with you. So your, your in hindsight winner is Queens Boulevard, and then obviously it probably is Val And the script itself brings a little bit out of Vince in the um, – this is it's one of the first things because Vince has a little bit of like fuck you in him. Yep. And it bring, he brings that out at dinner, and it's the, one of the first times you really hear about him talking about his background. He's like, oh, my dad was a douchebag. Yeah. So what'd you do in Russia, Scott? My father was an American diplomat. Oh, that's nice. My father was a douchebag. And he mentions, like, growing up in Queens with an alcoholic father. And it kind of, it's the, the, the script and, like, wanting that movie and then kind of being, like, antagonized by uh, Scott Wick is one of the first things that wipes away Vince's, like, oh, everything's cool, I'm chill, whatever. Yeah. Do I look like goodwill to you? What are you, high? Actually, Scott, I am. Is that a problem? Where did you get it? Um, exterior, it's one of the, it's, it's, it's probably the only thing that gets any other side of Vince besides, oh, this is chill. Yeah, yeah. That's a good point. So that, that was my justification. I like that. Speed round, last couple categories here. What's your favorite Johnny drama moment from the episode? Again, I got two. It's <laughs> fine, I got two as well. <laughs> uh, so, uh, do you want to go first? Or you want me to go first? You go first. I've been going. Okay, okay. Um, the uh, <laughs> with the Uggs when drama when drama feels the Uggs and goes. No, those are real goods. Yeah. Look at the sheepskin. You can tell these babies were born and raised in the outback. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> 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 Just me- <laughs> He's like they're 100% alpaca or whatever they are. What the fuck? 
It's the most drama thing ever to just act just like pretend, he knows. Yeah, pretending he knows everything about whatever yeah, is in front of him. Which is one of the best things about drama is just drama never admits he doesn't know anything. Well, drama's always acting, if you think about that. He's yeah. always putting on a face or a show or playing a character. I love it. I love it. Yeah. And I, I, I got to say now, I, I, I've got three, so you go. <laughs> <laughs> I might take one of yours, because when he first meets the Sherpa, and the Sherpa goes, Johnny Drama? I'm Johnny Drama. I'm a fan, man. When's the next season of Viking Quest, dude? It got canceled seven years ago. Uh, the look on Drama's face is just, it's some great acting on Kevin Dillon's part because it's priceless. Just, just the yeah. crestfallen sadness of what, oh, I had a fan there for a minute. <laughs> um, the other one, the one I just thought of, uh, it was when they bring up the script and this is like a continual drama thing, but I think it might be the first. It got any parts in it for me, bro? Yeah. I don't even. I just know he said it. Yeah. Any because juicy, I'm, any juicy parts for me? Yeah. Oh, that's so yeah, fucking that's funny. That's so good. So the um, it's right at the beginning of the episode when um, I can't remember who says, but um, someone says she's Vince's new personal trainer. She thinks she's his trainer. So do you. What? I'm not. The fuck did I get certified for? <laughs> <laughs> Which is, you know that like Vince didn't ask him to get certified. He just yeah. like got certified and was like, "I'm gonna be your trainer now, Vince." Like, it's just what a great character. We have a whole category dedicated to him because of it. He he's great. He's great. It, Kevin Dillon, of all the character, he is the one I'm most sad about. Didn't find another vehicle. After he got a he got it like a CBS show or something, sure. but. But he's he's the one I'm most sad about. Didn't hasn't had like continued success. But I'm also not surprised. Like yeah. this is just perfect, just dynamite. Like once in one in a million, perfect. And he's not he's not hurting. He you know his his family is Hollywood royalty, and he has probably made some decent coin. But I, I agree with you. Yeah. It, it it has been interesting to see how he hasn't done anything. Okay, was this episode an A list episode, a B list episode, or a D list episode? Essentially, was it good? great or terrible so before when i first watched it i was like this is a plus because i mean i thought of it right away sure sure um you know it's a legend with uh with val comer but then before we recorded we were looking at season one yep you know and i looked at what comes next which is Busey and the beach <laughs> and i was like oh shit that's an a plus episode yep so this one is not as good as Busey and the beach so you've got a hell of a pod next week coming but um, this is this is people. I mean, it, it, it's great. Yeah. It, I mean, this is peak entourage. I mean, entourage was pretty. You know, first first couple of seasons of entourage is peak entourage, and this is great. I mean, this is. There's been some stuff that didn't age well, but it wasn't like heinous stuff that didn't age well, and it was yeah. just an enjoyable episode. This was a solid B list episode for me, because I agree that first season, even and parts of the second season, there's just a murderer's row of great episodes, and I'm not ready to give. This episode, like the A-list tad, because there's no music. There's really only the one celebrity uh, cameo. There's just uh, some certain weird things in this episode that just don't elevate it as, as high as it could be. Yeah, it's either got to have like a bunch. To be an A-list, it's got to have all the things that make Entourage good. Like the, like you said, the music, multiple cameos, yep. and maybe like a legitimate plot point. Because yep. some of these, a lot of the Entourage episodes frankly are like you know kind of empty yeah there's not really anything that generates a plot they're just fun yeah 
Um, they're great. Like uh, a couple episodes ago, that you did the um, the talk show one with Kimmel. Yeah, that's a fun episode, but it doesn't like you don't. It doesn't further the plot. Um, so it's either got to further the plot or it's got to have a like a legendary moment, which I'm not gonna I'm not gonna steal into your thunder for next for next <laughs> episode. But there's a legendary and all time moment. Absolutely, in that absolutely. So, this has been a legendary episode of Oh Yeah, Oh Yeah. Kyle, thank you so much for joining. I'm honored. I'm 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 honored. I'm I will come on whenever. I will drop anything. I will I will tell my kid to go go piss off. We'll, I'm I'm gonna record this. You'll, with, uh, you'll with ground your son so that you can record this. A hundred a hundred percent. Um, I I would think so. He's five. How how long do you think until it's it's time to fire up Ooh, season that's one? A good question. Him? You saw it when you were in seventh grade, which is like twelve or something, like eleven. I think it was thirteen. Okay. I think thirteen is seventh grade. I think you know if he can see PG thirteen movies, he might be able to see the show. There is gratuitous nudity in the show, though, so there's that, which you'll have to you'll have to make that decision as a father. Um, I can't help you oh, there. Oh man, I can't even imagine how bad Entourage will have aged in ten years. <laughs> when when we record this with your son as like our third host. <laughs> yeah, from our from our underground waste bunker. That's right. That's right. <laughs> uh, Kyle, thank you so much for joining us. Where can the good people follow you? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Kyle Banduho. Um, you can go follow our uh, my podcast uh, hosted by me and Pete Hart. If you're uh, into parenting or being an uncle, kids in general, we talk about we talk about a lot of nostalgia stuff too, um, like stuff from our childhoods. It's uh, at the Dadgum Pod on Twitter, um, at Dadgum Podcast on Instagram, and um, you know you follow us and you'll get links to our you know our iTunes you know, where we're at on iTunes and SoundCloud and Spotify. Yeah, that's that's where the people can follow me. It's a great podcast. It's a very educational and, and informative one. I was actually a guest. You've been a guest. I've been yeah. a guest. I think uh, a while ago, though, back in June, uh, when I was in town for my bachelor party, you guys were gracious enough to have me on. I think we talked you into not having kids. <laughs> so far, so good. Um, I have to have Pete on at some point. Kyle, thank you so much. We t- we'll catch you next time. And everyone who's listening, I'll see you next Monday. Absolutely, anytime, man. When you're straight. Faces come out of the rain when you're strange. No one remembers your name when you're strange. When you're strange. When you're strange. People are strange when you're a stranger. Faces look out of their